shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, August 18, 2022. This is episode 72 of the Human Hope Podcast. I got one question. Y'all ready for this? Here we go. Come on. What is good, Human Hope Familia? Welcome back to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Archibald Cabello. Carlos for short. And this one's special. Special with a capital P. You may be wondering, what well, why is it special? Well, because I feel like I feel like the P oh I feel like the second letter of an important word always gets left out. So um we're just making the P in special special. So it's special. It's a special episode. Um and the reason it's special for a few reasons. Number one, I'm still on my break from everything I need a break from. Um, but <laughs> through the magic of I have this little handy dandy recorder called an H5 Zoom where I can just talk into it, which I'm doing right now. Um, and then I can give this to a friend and they can go to the internet and upload all go go to the, all the places that I've been avoiding for the last few weeks. Um, and they can put the podcast up and I don't have to do it myself. So since I'm able to continue to avoid um just being online and somebody else can do this for me. I am. And I did record a conversation almost live. I mean, this is, this is unheard of the last few weeks. Everything has been pre, pre, pre recorded, but this one I just recorded on my friend Leanne's phone. And then I'm recording the intro on my little H H five recorder. So it's like, it's like, I'm still using a tape recorder. This is like, so analog. This is great. So 
hopefully um, my buddy who is going to upload this to the internet will do it correctly and you will hear this tomorrow. Um, if I give him all of the directions correctly, that means uh, the, that you're listening to this right now. All of that to say, I actually record a conversation with my friend Leanne, but hold on, not just Leanne, with her incredible husband, D. Now, listen, probably one of the most downloaded episodes ever of the Human Hope Podcast um, was episode, oh my gosh, what episode was it? I wrote it down. Episode 19. 19. Now, do you guys remember? Episode 19 of the Human Hope Podcast, you can rewind, was titled this, Amish Love Stories aren't supposed to be this scandalous. Okay. Now let me read you, um, what the, the, like the, let me see if I have this down here, what the description of the podcast was. Leanne Miller met a strong, soft spoken Amish young man when her father hired an Amish carpentry crew to fix their suburban home fireplace. 28 days later, they eloped. 30 years later, she sits down to tell us the story of how their 30-year love story started and how it's going. Now, listen, um, this was, I mean, y'all were gripped, gripped by the fact that this non-Amish woman named Leanne met a young Amish man and married him 28 days later and they eloped and he left the church. Like y'all were so enthralled with it that when I knew that I was going to be up here in the middle of my little break, um, I was like, how can I still record a podcast with them without me being connected to the internet or technology or all the things I'm trying to avoid? Well, we figured out a way for it to happen. And if you're listening to this, then it happened. Um, I, I, I am flabbergasted. Can I, can I say that word and still be hip? Uh, you know, I don't care if I'm hip no more. I'm flabbergasted at the fact that Daryl, the most soft-spoken, one of the wisest, hardworking, loyal men I know, said, yes, yeah, sure, Carlos, I'll, I'll have a conversation. You you don't even know. Both Leanne and my jaw like hit the floor pretty hard. We lifted them back up, tried to act cool. Like, okay, let's not, let's not spook him. Let's not freak him out. Um, and he did. And I'm telling you, if you love the first episode uh, about this Amish love story, you're going to love hearing from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Daryl Miller. Now, Daryl is a soft-spoken man. And when you ask Daryl a question, um, he he doesn't like just answer right away like I would. Like, oh, bam. He actually thinks about everything he says. So here, here's the thing. This conversation, I'm not actually going to edit it because there's some long pauses, long pauses that when I asked Daryl a question, I think that the, the producer in me would want to like edit it down the, the awkward silence down, but I need you to feel the length of time that sometimes it took Daryl, um, to even remotely want to answer a question. And then sometimes he didn't want to answer it and he wouldn't. And so, you know, we, we, we dive into, um, some more of their, of their love story, what, what it looks like for someone as bubbly of a personality as Leanne to be married to somebody uh, like Daryl, that, um, is just so soft-spoken and a man of few words. Um, we talk about what he loved about the Amish culture when he grew up. 
We talk about what he's glad um, he has now that he didn't have growing up Amish. We talk about some of the, um, the strong things in the Amish culture that made him who he is. Uh, we talk about some of the things that maybe, um, you know, maybe he's, he's grateful that he left. Um, and we, we, we just dive into, um, I asked Daryl some questions that I'm just so grateful he gifted us the opportunity to hear from him. So Leanne's in here, Daryl's in here, and I'm, I'm telling you, nobody's ever heard from this man like this before. So I feel honored that the Human Hope family uh, are the ones that get to glean the nuggets of wisdom from Daryl and Leanne together. Together there, oh, it's just so marvelous. Uh, it's actually holy. It's sacred to watch them watch each other to see him look at her look back to me it was it was really a a holy moment around the table and i'm grateful that leanne um was able to uh um record it on her phone since i don't have one (laughs) um and i'm i'm just grateful for everybody that made this possible that uploaded this for me um because I, you know, I, I had another podcast like in the hopper and it, it's going to be great. I'm probably going to play it next week, uh, but this just felt too good to not let you guys in on. And so uh, that's, that's, this is what we're going to do. We're going to sit down with Daryl and Leanne at their kitchen table here in Worcester, Ohio. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into their story, uh, a lot deeper into Daryl's story. And we're going to allow Daryl uh, to allow his soft-spoken wisdom to deliver some hope to us that maybe we didn't know that we needed. Friends, please, please, please show gratitude. He doesn't have Instagram, so you wouldn't know. Or he's not, I don't think he's on social media at all. But let Leanne know um, just how much you appreciate her husband, Daryl, sharing with us today with her. You're going to love this episode. Part two, part two of Amish Love Stories aren't supposed to be this scandalous. Here we go. Um, airplane mode's on. Nobody's calling you. No. Well, I'm sitting at the dinner table. <laughs> Look at Daryl looking at that phone. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, that's hilarious. I'm in uh I'm in Worcester. And I've learned to say the name correctly, I feel like. Because I feel like for two years of my life I've called it Wooster, and everybody corrects me. Would you say that's correctly, Anne? I I I say you can pronounce it any way you want, Carlos. We're just glad you're here. You can say Worcester or Wooster, but it is Worcester. Okay, Daryl. Is it Wooster or is it Worcester? And how did you grow up saying it? Worcester. Worcester. I feel like that's in between what I just said. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. He's got that little Pennsylvania Dutch accent. Yeah, there. Worcester. Yeah, Worcester. And I, so when I think of it, I think of like, oh, uh, so I kind of say Worcester, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm in uh, Worcester, Worcester, Ohio. I'm going to laugh every time I say it. Um, with Dee and Leanne. And fortunately for all of us, this is part two of a podcast that came out um, over a year ago. Maybe the most popular podcast in like a six-month window. Wow. And I think, what did I call it? Something about an Amish scandal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, 
Amish love stories aren't supposed to be this scandalous. Yes. Part two. Part two. So my my question, you know, my my question is after uh, Leanne, I'll just ask you first. After uh, you put the podcast out and people are listening to it. And and again, it's the love story. You know, Dee and Leanne's love story. And you cried a couple times. She cried. Can you believe she cried, Dee? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Does she cry a lot? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Misty eyed. Yeah. Right. Has she always been the crier in the relationship? Yes. 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 Do do either of your boys let's let's go here. Which which boy is who? Which boy is D and which boy is Lee? They're a good combination of both of us, but right. I would say Joey, our youngest, is is very emotionally charged like I am. <laughs> and Teddy is more of a thinker, learner a little more laid back, a little more quiet yeah. in his thought, you know, in the way he communicates. So, yeah, yeah I would say our oldest is, leans more toward being like Daryl and and, yeah. um, and Joey. Yeah. Daryl says the reason sometimes Joey scares me is because <laughs> I'm looking in the mirror, I'm looking at myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. Um, so back to the love story. And... How long have you guys been married? It's going to be 31 years. 31 years. Now, here's a question. You can think about it, Daryl. You can think about it, Leanne. 33 years. I would say that you two... 31. It'll be 31. Sorry, 31 years. I don't want to add two more years. You still got two more years to go, okay? I don't want to give you two years, okay? <laughs> I, I, I want... Like, people would look at you, to me, and think, okay... They don't go together. Uh, Daryl is just stoic. Doesn't mix his words. Doesn't say words he doesn't mean. Leanne says a lot of words she doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so so here, here's here's the first deep question for the for the just just speaking of love in general. And I'll actually answer it with me and Heather as well. Um. Why is it, and why do you think that you two fit so well together? I'll let whoever wants to answer that answer that first. Because I, I I do believe like like I think people it's it's a little it's shocking if they don't know Daryl and they don't know you they just know one of you people that know Daryl people that know you oh, right? right people that probably know Daryl are, are probably like. I don't know how he does that Leanne woman. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. She drives around town in a, in a white convertible beetle. I, I don't, you know, and so but and people that, that know you that don't know D are probably like, I don't know how she does it. He, he just, you know, she, d- does he even respond to her the way that he wants it? So like how, how does 31 years of this love work? Well, I would say for me, I, I'm drawn to Daryl even after, 30 years yeah. I I feel our 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 chemistry and that door what, was Daryl leaving yeah. he's, he's left <laughs> just kidding go ahead I feel like I'm drawn to his steadiness his quiet nature makes me feel very secure and very yeah. safe and I feel like because I know him now so well after all these years like I know that 
I can depend on him for everything and anything. Yeah. And I feel like um, that's why my personality, because my personality is not that. My personality is very, wah, you know, very spontaneous yeah. and like I well like today we were driving around I'm like we got I'm gonna stop at the co-op Absolutely. and I'm gonna go to Cole you know yeah. I I'm very um where Terrell is um you're you just he's just really steady and really just loyal dependable yeah. and he has a na- nature or a way about him that's not me at all and I think that I, I love that and you do you love that yeah I do yeah. love that yeah so this isn't this isn't necessarily a story about why you love each other, but Daryl, take your time because I can edit this. But <laughs> what what is it about Leanne and you that works so well? I don't know. I I think if she would be like me. We wouldn't go anywhere doing anything, or <clears throat> would we be boring? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that is that. That's good. That's true. Yeah, I, I I just like to be home, do things around home, and there's just a couple things I love to do, and that's usually fishing and hunting. And but as far as going places, doing other things, I'm not. I'm not really in You're not into that. You're no. And so Leanne comes in. And she makes me do those sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, you know, one thing about our relationship, and I think you would agree with this, Daryl, is that we allow for each other's independence. Mm-hmm. So Daryl Daryl says, go to your go with your girlfriends to the beach. You yeah. know, go on a girlfriend's trip. I don't want to go. And I say, go with your really great friends. Yeah. White-tailed deer hunting or fishing. Like, go go spend time with them. Or canoeing and, across uh, Canadian lakes while the wind is blowing 50 mile an hour in your face. Uh, we've tried that. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think, honey, that yeah, we do that? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. I don't... I know there's a lot of people that if you go on vacation, you have to go with your partner, which... I think that should be done, but not all the time. I love that. I, I, I think that's actually, I think that's actually like revolutionary. To well, think. I think you have to give your partner freedom. Yeah, yeah. And there's quite a, well, there's some that I feel don't. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that freedom has come for us, and I can trail that clear back to when your dad came and talked to us after we were married, the things that he, the advice that he gave us. Okay, rewind sound. And so now we're rewind, rewinding back to 30, 30, 30 and a half years ago, uh-huh. right after you're married. Uh-huh. What's, what's your dad's name? Andy. Andy. Comes to our door. Comes to your door. Because we eloped. Oh, that's right. Sorry. For those that haven't listened, I would recommend you go back and listen to the first podcast. I will make sure to put uh, what podcast episode it was at the end. Um, <clears throat> but go back and listen. So you eloped. Okay. Yes. We won't rehash that story. Right. But when you eloped, um, you come back and your dad shows up at the door. Yeah. He, he was over at the neighbor's getting his horse shot. 
Okay. Not shot. Shod. Oh. <laughs> I was like, man, weird. <laughs> this is the most Ohio episode of the Human Hope Podcast I've ever heard. Okay, so he was getting it shod, which, well, first of all, can, what does that mean? Well, they take the shoes off, the iron shoes off, they trim the hooves, and and redress the shoes and put them back on. Got it. Okay. So, so Andy mm-hmm. was over... Andy Miller was over getting his horse shod at the neighbors. At the neighbors, and and he notices that you guys get back. Well, the neighbor saw us get back and saw that we were home and told him, and so he came just walked down the road. And th- this was after the first meeting yes. after you eloped. Yes. Okay, so what, what he knocks on the door? How's it go down? Well, Daryl had taken the car to get it washed, and I was by myself. Yeah. So I look at I look out the window I look out like to the breezeway to the door and I see my father-in-law this big long white beard very stoic um at the door and I'm like oh snap I can't not answer the door I have to I need to answer it and I he comes in and we sat and talked for a minute and then Daryl came home oh so hold on he's with you yes this girl that elopes with her his son yes. alone yes. before Daryl comes yes. home. Yes, and I remember <laughs> saying to him, um, I was just telling Daryl, I, I hope that you like me. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed now saying that all these years later after knowing him. I'm like, I hope that you like me. And he said, oh, like you, we love you. Oh. He said, you're part of our family. Oh, I, wait, I do feel like you, you, cry, you cried at this point yeah. in the last one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. if you want to hear the tears, go back to the yeah. other episode and, and hear that. But... Um, why well, I, I think this goes back to what we were talking about before. What, what did he say? Like what? what, what well, I'll let Daryl say. Yeah, Daryl. What did what, your dad say? What was your dad talk, gave us advice about marriage? I'm not sure. You don't remember? Not really. Yes, you do. This is my favorite part of marriage conversations. He when, he, he talked. To, he said the two most important things is trust. One was trust, uh-huh. and the other one was respect. Okay. He said <clears throat> to always love and respect one another and that trust is, you know, earned uh-huh. and it can be taken away quickly and that um, to build to build trust. And I think that's why we have the freedom we have in our marriage is because we really trust one another and we really yeah. respect one another. And, you know, I, I, I will say that both of us um when we talk about the opposite one to people yeah. or around people, like I, I think it's apparent that we we do respect one another. Yeah, I'm not I'm not ever going to say anything disparaging about Daryl mm-hmm. um, to our kids or in in front of people because he has really earned my respect yeah. and my trust. Yeah, trust, and that trust takes. I mean, trust takes a long time to build and a short time to break tear down. Tear down. Yeah, so he basically just said a few things about about trust and respect, and I've, I've never forgotten that because yeah. I feel like those are things that are really instilled in Daryl because of how he was raised. Yeah. I mean, his parents taught, you know, they said those things, but they really showed him those yeah. things. Yeah. They lived that way. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. I... Um, <clears throat> I mean, people could turn the podcast off right now, just the trust and respect piece. And it's just like, wow, do you have trust in your relationship? 
And if you don't, it's not, it's not going to last. <laughs> it just, it just isn't, you know, it's not going to last. Um, and it, it, it does seem very cyclical to me. Like, like the, the respect leads to trust, which leads to respect, which leads to trust, which leads to respect. It's, it's, it's this, mm-hmm. yes, it's the same. It's almost the same. Yeah. They hold hands. Yeah. And then if you trust someone and you respect someone, you're automatically going to exercise love toward that person. Yeah. So people will tease me about packing Daryl's lunch bucket every night. Uh huh. You do. Let me go ahead and tell this. Like every time I've been here, I've been here many times. Daryl walks up the stairs and as he's walking up, you say, okay, Daryl, you're in the fridge is going to be your this. And then at the, this is going to be this. And then you, you, I mean, cause you may not go to bed till 2am sometimes. Oh yeah. I'm night out. Yeah. Yeah. But, but while he's sleeping for four hours, at some point you, you, you get his lunch ready. I do. And in a world where, to be honest, there's, there's such a need for, uh, in, to be individualistic and not take care of other people, just take care of yourself. Tell us a little bit about why you do that. Well, I don't think it takes away from my, my womanhood or my confidence or my strength as a woman yeah, at all. No, I do it because I love, it's a way that I love him well. Yeah. It's a way that I exercise <clears throat> showing how much I love him because I respect him and I trust him. Yeah. And I think that, um, for, for me, I, I feel like we we can say we we love the people in our life, but I think to exercise that mu- to exercise that like how do you exercise that? How do you show you know how do you show those those people in your life that you love them? Yeah, you know, like for Daryl isn't isn't super talkative, but one thing he does like when our boys come home come home that he'll take their cars and he'll have them washed and he'll fill up their tanks and he does things yeah. to show um his love trust and respect for for them and i at the lunch bucket is just um and i and you know if people tease me about it i'll just say you know it's it has nothing to do with me being like the subservient woman sure. you know in some kind of weak way it actually is the opposite. It's the it's a way that I can I can love him well. Daryl, first of all, this dog, I, I've never seen the dog want to play with uh with, with anything. And not right now, camera, right, right now, we're recording the podcast, and your dog Finn wants to be in on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, if I do remote TV segments from the kitchen, the, he, like I do cooking segments, he, <laughs> he pulls the toys out. He's like, "When to be a man?" I'm like, "Where? What?" He, wants, he just wants his moment. Yeah, that's fine. So that's him clicking around. Um, Daryl, what, what's what's a way? What, what's what's your lunch bucket for Leanne? What about that question? What, what's what's you? And again, I mean, I don't care. It could be, it could be giving her a wink like you give her a wink every day. <laughs> 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 but what, what's your lunch bucket thing that you do for Leanne? Doesn't have to be every day. But what's what's something that 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 you do that you know? Oh, she feels love. Clean the kitchen sometimes, or if she's doing cooking segments and I'm home or cooking. Some, not always, but sometimes I try and get the. Did the dog just turn on the coffee machine? That's <laughs> happening. <laughs> how did the, how did the coffee machine just turn okay, on? Okay, I want to insert. I want to. I want to. I want to insert this. Yeah. 
Okay, what Leanne is about to insert, <laughs> I can't believe that coffee machine did that, uh, is is incredible. Uh, listen, you're going to want to hear the second half because the nuggets that Leanne and Daryl drop. And oh, don't you just love just the the pace of speech and the breath that Daryl lives with. It's so rich. It's We need more of that. Uh, but before we get to that part of the conversation, I want to let you guys in on a couple of show partners. First, you guys know I love me some better health. Better health is licensed online therapy. I love my better health therapist. Why? Because I can get a hold of him through text, email, voice call, video, met, whatever it is, whatever avenue I want to uh, reach out and have conversations with, I can do it. I don't have to worry about showing up to a therapist's office and seeing somebody I know if I'm a little bit embarrassed, which you guys know I'm not, but I know some people may be. So BetterHelp can help you with that. Listen, if you're going to tune up any part of your life, finances, your physical health, why in the world would you leave out your emotional and mental health? BetterHelp is the way to do it. And because you are a Human Hope listener, I got good news for you. What is that good news? Well, listen, if you go to betterhelp.com slash human hope, that's betterhelp.com slash human hope, you get 10% off your first month, right? So your discount code is going to be applied right then and there. Friends, you need better help in your life. I promise you they're going to give you exactly what your soul needs. The next partner this week is Indeed. And I love Indeed. I've fallen in love with just scrolling through Indeed even after I have done my hires. Listen, what is Indeed? Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place, all in one single place. So instead of spending hours on all these multiple job sites, searching for the candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. You get to find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. That was actually my favorite part of the process. When you sponsor an ad on Indeed, you're 4.5 times more likely to get a hire according to Indeed data, right? And even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for the applications that meet your must-have requirements, right? So listen, visit Indeed.com slash human hope and start hiring right now. Just go to Indeed.com slash human hope, Indeed.com slash human hope, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Part of Daryl's, part of your upbringing and part of the Amish culture even, is is it is hard for him to say something that would appear like he's bragging on sure. himself. Yeah. So for him to even share that, yeah. it feels like huge because, <clears throat> because normally you wouldn't talk about yourself in a... Non-humble way. Yes, bragging or way. in a way that he would say things he did. I can yeah. list... So many things he does for me. <laughs> well, when I ask the question, yeah. What's so that? He feed the pigs. He said, he'll oh, feed yeah. The pigs. Yeah. 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 He'll feed the pigs, especially on Sunday mornings. He'll go out and feed the pigs. And yeah, he'll unload the dishwasher, like without me even realizing it until like. And when, he, when, when, he, when you're doing the cooking segments, 
D walks and and when you're whatever I don't I don't know how the, that all works. Know, she's cooking for a bunch of people. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. She she can make a mess in the kitchen. You know. Um, oh hold, hold, hold. So she can make a mess in the kitchen, and so even if it it's guests or whatever, you show her love by going in there. Oh, he does it too. Why are you trying to take the words out of his mouth? <laughs> He's got a few of them, so so don't steal them from Daryl. <laughs> and you feel loved. Oh, he doesn't even say anything. Uh huh. Like he he just just slides right in, <laughs> starts putting the dishes in the dishwasher, and I tell people I couldn't do I couldn't do hospitality like we do hospitality in this house if it was not for Daryl yeah. helping me. I mean, and it's wow. a kind of a behind the scenes helping, but um, the reason we can practice hospitality the way we do in our home is yeah. is with because of Daryl. I yeah. mean, with, with him helping. It's awesome. Any other thoughts on that? No? Okay. Um, okay, so let's let's do this. Um, this. This is called... Amish love stories aren't supposed to be the scandalous part two. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and if you listen to part one, it's not scandalous at all. But I do. I, I would love to. Maybe it's a little bit. Okay, maybe a little bit scandalous. <laughs> okay, maybe a lot scandalous. If my daughters are listening to this, it would be the scandal of your lives. Okay. Um, but but I do want I do want to lean into um, you know Daryl Daryl's um, Amish upbringing and your non-Amish upbringing. And, you know, what, what I love about about just Daryl and even some of the friends you've introduced me to um, is that I have been able to um, grow in relationship with Amish um, in a way that's not sensationalized. Sensationalized? Did I say that right? Um, I think I did. Sensationalized. I don't know why I can't say that word right now. Sensationalized. Sensationalized. It's because I was saying sensationalized, <laughs> and that's not a word. So, in a way, that's not sensationalized. Okay. So, so I've been able to, like, you know, um, to just spend time here, right? You know, over the right. years, and and I'm like, oh, and so, you know, um, no, no religion, no family, no. Form of anything is perfect, right? No, nothing. The way I'm raising my kids isn't perfect. They're going to have issues because of the way that I've done some things. We all have those things. But there's also beauty in, in, in the way we were raised. There's beauty in, in everything. I really do believe there is. Um, so what I would love to know, Daryl, is what – so you, you, lived, you lived in, in – with your parents – until you were 21, 22. Okay, so you were, even though you may not have been all the way following the Amish um, kind of culture at that point, um, what, are, what are some things about the Amish growing up, well, here, this way, what are some things about growing up Amish that you truly appreciate, that you feel like was formational and is still, are still things that you care about and that matter to you? What are some of the Amish things um, that you grew up with that um, formed you and that you're grateful for? Are 
Are you talking about what the way it affects me now? Or let's say that I, I, I like that clarification. What what are things that make Daryl Daryl now that were instilled in you growing up Amish? Well, the first thing I think is working, you know, just get up in the morning and do your job and do it well. And, and it was, you know, always doing honesty at work. And always, you know, you know, one thing which we don't do it as much now, but their community yeah. is one thing they do they do well, and it's one thing I, I didn't miss after I wasn't Amish, and they're always helping each other, always together, yeah, always doing things you know as a community and as neighbors and yeah well that was two things first of all <laughs> I went I went and introduced the, our, our, I went and went and introduced we can't speak English today I don't know what the deal is sensationalized <laughs> Sorry. I went to our neighbors introduced our, ourselves to our neighbors and um, she said we've lived here for nine years on this road and around in this neighborhood we've lived here nine years you're the first person to ever come and introduce yourself and tell us that if they ever needed anything that we're right next door and tell them their name us tell them our names and you know i think i think that the amish do do that very well mm. the they they know their neighbors yeah. they don't even know that they not only know their neighbors they know if their neighbor has needs they know mm-hmm. Um, they know what's happening with um, their neighbors. It's it's a it's a true it's a true practice. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you said, Daryl. You said uh, working hard and mm-hmm. and honest. The, the honest hard work, day after day after day, is just not. It's just not. Um, it's just not something that is uh i think people strive for anymore like like i i, I feel like 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 because the word honest is what i really want to sit on for a second like when you say honest what do you mean by honest what's he doing is he like is he, totally drinking okay I'm that's like, fine he's done he's done like an honest day at work yeah what does that mean it's like you go to work and do the best you can do. Yeah. Not not try and cut corners mm. or push work on somebody else or just kind of lag around work. You go and you put effort in. You try and do the best you can do. I love that. That is honest. And and I think that's. I think for people that are listening to this, I think we've forgotten the the meaning when somebody says because that's a saying when somebody says oh an honest an honest day at work an honest day at work an honest day at work for anyone that's listening to this. Like, how can you, that doesn't mean you're not lying. That, that See, see, so I, cause I think we would, we would take that and we would redefine that phrase as like, oh, an honest day at work is just being honest at work. No, it's, 
it's it's actually being honest to yourself and your employer that you are going to do your best every single day. And to the task at hand. And to the task at hand. Um, and not and not not trying to go behind someone's back to do something, not try to get yourself, get your name a little bit better than somebody else's name. Not try, No, you're, you're there to do a thing and you do that thing with integrity. Um, and then the second thing you said is community. Um, and, uh, you know, and you talked about how, um, you know, growing up that, and, and that's something that maybe people don't do as well anymore that outside the Amish, you know, the Amish world is, I mean, would, would you say Leanne, that you would say the same thing? Oh, I think outside Amish world, you know, the, the term self-care is a big thing right now. Uh-huh. And, you know, I think that we have grown accustomed to being very selfish with our time. Yeah. And in some ways, that's good if we're making our family a priority and we're doing things at home with our kids. And, you know, we're, we're making the front porch, you know, a front porch you want to sit on and enjoy your coffee. Those things are great. But I think that we have have lost the art the exercise and the generosity of our time to give it to other people with without the expectation that we're going to get something back for it that's good yeah no that's good okay so here's the opposite question ready so the opposite question is um what what do you appreciate now that you are not amish that um, that that you're like oh you know what but I but I'm so, I'm just so grateful that I can do this now that you weren't able to do growing up Amish well what are some things that you're like yeah this is better for me this is definitely better for me and then I'll let you answer that too well for me it's probably vehicle four wheels vehicles and I like the air conditioner. Yeah, <laughs> especially in the summertime. Yes, v- vehicle and air conditioning. I mean, so, so I mean, those are those are like practical things that are right. just, you know. I, I mean, and so like I I need I need people to hear this. <clears throat> it the first two things you said, and I'm sure there could, if you you know if I gave Daryl 24 hours to think about anything, he's he's going to give me something. But in the 20 seconds that you thought about it, or even 10. Like, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, I love that the answer wasn't like this, this like deep, um, uh, intrinsic thing that was wrong with the way you were raised. It was like, no, like, I mean, th- things are really good, especially if I could add a vehicle and air conditioning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I love that. But, you know, then too, sometimes if you have vehicles, you're, they might be going off doing other things and not helping their neighbor, mm. not being neighborly or being together as much. I think that's that's one of the reasons they don't have vehicles is so they're not always running off somewhere else and not helping each other. Boom. I need everyone to feel the weight of that because that, that I felt that weight too, right? So it's like vehicle helpful. I get to travel somewhere else in order, a little farther to, to do the things I need to do in order to do whatever. But suddenly now there is a gap between me and the co- exact community that you said you miss. 
You know, there's always going to be a cast 22. There's always going to be with every good thing. There's going to be something that you're going to have to surrender. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I love that. Leanne, what, what are some, I, I don't think I even asked you this, this question, the older question, the question before this one, what are, what are some things in the Amish that you wish more people in your life or maybe your own life could be implemented that you, you didn't grow up Amish. So what, what are things that you're like, man, if we could just have a little bit more of this. Mm-hmm. Well, there's an intentionality with the Amish that is thought out. It's, it's um, when you go to their house for, even if it's for cake and ice cream, you know, they have planned for you to be there. It's really an, it's really something that I've tried to learn from and tried to exercise in our own home, you know, that I want people to feel like I've intentionally prepared for them to be here. Mm. And, you do a great job at that, by the yeah, way. And they model that well. Um, I would also say it's a trait Daryl has. Daryl probably pauses a little long than, longer than maybe some... Amish people do, but he is really slow to speak. Like he's quick to listen, slow to speak. So he really thinks about his words. That's very, I think that is something that's true about a lot of Amish people is that they really do think about what they're going to answer, what they're going to say before they say it. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just a great, it's a great practice. And you're, you're still, are you still close with your family? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, I need people to hear that, too, again, because if you're just watching fake reality TV, like, you, you, you never were baptized into, into the Amish church, no, correct? No, I wasn't. You weren't ever baptized in there, and you're still close with your family. You still see them. Yeah, I see them, well, probably not as much as I should, but I can go down anytime, stop in anytime I want. They're not like, oh, here's the, here's the guy that eloped. Yeah, there's the prodigal son. No, they actually... We're always very happy to see us. I love that. Um, I was going somewhere with that question. And there's an, there's another going back to the one question I, that you asked is you know when you say something you mean it. Mm. That's the way it is. You don't say something to make somebody else feel good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. You know, well, that's that, that's always the way it was growing up. Whatever dad or mom said, that's the way it was. Yeah, you didn't question it, and then after you got older and you spread out, and then well, you said that <laughs> this last week, and now you don't want to honor it. What's going on? Mm. It's like say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah, that was something new for me. Oh, that was a shocker for him. Oh, really? When, when oh. people outside the Amish oh. community were like, yeah, we- would tell you one thing, but... But then it was then it changed and nobody said anything. It's, or it wasn't like, honored. It wasn't huh. honored. Yeah. Know. Wow. That was one thing I had to... Yeah, that's good. That- learn the, kind of the hard way. Yeah. I also think, you know, I don't think this is off topic, but I feel like, you know, we... In non-Amish world, I mean, if we're talking about, like, English non-Amish culture, 
we 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 say a lot. I say a lot. Like we we use a lot of words. We use a lot of language. Yeah. And I think one of the things that keeps me just keeps me I don't even want to use the word all because that sounds cheesy, but it keeps me so respectful of Daryl. And so, um, and so I guess appreciative, I guess, um, is a good word. Maybe you can help me come up with a word once I tell you what I'm trying to say is that Daryl Means he does mean what he says. Yeah. So if he says that he's going to be there tomorrow at seven o'clock, yeah, he's going to be there at ten till seven. Yeah. You know, if he says we are going to work on this project this weekend, we are going to work on that project right. this weekend. Right. He he doesn't he doesn't use a lot of words and not back them up. Right. He, is, he backs up <laughs> everything he says. Yeah. And he also is um, somebody that's going to tell the truth. He's not going to make anything feel flowery mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or um, exaggerate. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not going to say the fish was this big when it was actually, you know. Yeah. Even hunting and fishing stories. Yes. You know, our, I mean, not even like an inch bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of our friends said once, and I thought this was a very good observation. He said, I've sat in, I've sat in circles with Daryl where he could speak up and brag on himself or he could speak up and, and really really insert in conversations his um, expertise, which is, you know, anything woodworking or trim work or whatever. And he doesn't. He never does. I mean, he's very, he's very careful with his words. I, yeah. I don't know. It's just a very, um, that's a, that was a very new thing for me. Mm. Um, and it's something that I treasure and I cherish that he um, is true to his word. Yeah. He's true to what he says. You know, I sometimes less is more. A lot of times, less is more. I've I've spent you know, the last the last few weeks not really on my phone, um, around around a lot of people that don't speak a lot. To be honest with, you. like like I've been spending time with with people that aren't like me, <laughs> basically, and I have learned, oh my gosh, just the value of a word, right, and the value of every every sentence do you do you Daryl I wonder I, this just came to me this question but before you say something when you think because I, I like to watch your eyes think when you think before you're going to answer a question or say something are you thinking about the weight of everything you say does that make sense Is, uh, it, yeah I mean I try to I want to make sure you know it's the right thing to say or truth and and yeah I just I always like to think about it yeah and, you know some of my friends if I don't if I take a little bit of time to think about it I can't hear I can't hear they're trying to, they're, try, they're trying to get you to say something faster yeah 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 and it's like no listen let let, let me think yeah I'm thinking that's good yeah can you imagine if Everyone in America just thought about what they were going to say before they said it. I'm talking to myself. Yeah, you and know? the people that it impacts. Yeah, know, that our words impact more than one person. Yeah. You know, and I think um, 
he 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 thinks before he talks, and it's something that is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, Leanne. He he um, he will. So if I'm upset about something, yeah. So say say somebody said something or yeah. did something or I read something on Facebook that was ridiculous or whatever, right. and I am like charged about it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and I'm he's doing the little hand motion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm little, talking. Yeah, talk, 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 talk. Yeah, I'm talking about talking and fussing. Yeah, yeah, talking and fussing. And I'll say, what do you think? And he will very patiently and very methodically say, well, you know, if you think about it from their perspective and he'll give a different perspective yeah. or he'll give the, you know, if you think about it from. Okay, Heather. If, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's what she does to me. Yeah. If you think about it from there and it's like, you know, when people say they talk you off a ledge or whatever, it's like he takes all of the 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 energy that the I am yeah all the energy that I'm expending on like being upset about something and he brings it back to what's real yeah because a lot of times you know we get so charged up with yeah. emotion that we can actually start making it a bigger thing that it actually is yeah. so he'll bring it back to actually the size that it is mm -hmm. and say you know or he'll say this is his favorite thing <laughs> you know what it's not that big a deal mm. and that's on them and not on you and if they want to say all that or they want to do all that that's theirs yeah it's not ours and that has been so great for me that's yeah. been you got you're, you're a little emotional talking about it. Well, it's just transforming for me because yeah. I think that we can be we can get so wound up that we can become destructive with the things that we say. Yeah. And if we have somebody in our life that we love and respect and trust mm -hmm. that can bring us back to the size that it actually is like, yeah. you know, she might have just been having a bad day or they might just be crazy people on Facebook that you need not worry about. You know, he brings it back to what it is yeah. and then I can. I can let it go. Yeah, that's good. Daryl, what, what what what's barn raising? Well, I I, I heard about I, I hear about that all the time. Like Amish barn raising. Like what what is what what does that mean? Well, every once in a while, you know, we hear of a barn burning down because the hay got too hot or something. Uh -huh. So, a couple hundred people get together and. Well, they have one guy or somebody that cuts the timbers and sizes them. Okay. And then they get together one day and they raise the barn and put it together. Like, how long will that take? Like, a week? Two weeks? No. If, if they have enough guys and they can get, get it up, get the roof on, the siding on in a day. In a day? A day? I think, yeah. What? I think, <clears throat> I've never been in at one. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I think <clears throat> they can raise it up in a day. Wow! And I mean, that, I used to have the foundation in and the floor in. Yep. Yep. And then just the big timbers that they set up and yeah. them together. And th and then that's one of those community things where if somebody's in need in the Amish community, it just doesn't matter. You help them. Yeah. You you just help them. <clears throat> so it was like the other day I asked. I think it was Monday. I asked my co-worker what he did over the weekend if he was working on his greenhouse. and said, I was going to, but my neighbor was uh, cutting up trees that fell down from the storm, so I just went and helped him that day. And is he Amish, your yeah. co-worker? Mm -hmm. Oh, 
Wow. It's just what they do. Yeah, so he was, he had things to do at home, but his neighbor needed help, so he went and helped him. Yeah, that's beautiful. Leanne, you, you're, you're about to say something. I think, I think that Amish culture, <clears throat> and I think that this is instilled in a lot of, a lot of families, that I don't feel that I was raised seeing this mm-hmm. in community, in, in community, the community I was raised in. And I was raised in Christian community specifically, but, but also even the greater community around me is that there is a, there is a level of contentment. So Daryl will say, you know, if I say something about, something about the, the rate at work or <laughs> that he, he, sh- he should, he should um, ask for a higher rate when, for, yeah, for, for his, what he does for, because he's I so think, skilled. an artist. Yeah. yeah. And he'll say, Oh no, it's, I, I'm happy. I mean, I, I, I have enough. How much more do we need? We don't need, you know, and there's a level of contentment that is, I think been even passed on to our boys, yeah. you know, that, They've watched their dad, you know, just be content. Wow, there's a word. Yeah, and 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 I think contentment. You know, we can we can throw that word out, but what does it actually? How's it translate? And mm. for me, it translates like you are at peace with who you are and what you have, and you're not chasing after something that is fleeting or not real. Yeah, it's like there's nothing wrong with. Dreams. There's nothing wrong with wanting to build a business. There's nothing right. wrong with, but at what point is enough? Well, it, <clears throat> that point is if you have to sacrifice too much for your family and your community. Yeah. If you're always working or always off doing, trying to make more money, more yeah. money, more money. Yeah. At that point, I mean, there it is. I mean, that, that's, that seems like a very clear line. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like... If, if you're working more than you're able to pour in, in your family, then it's probably too much. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are, I would say there's Amish like that. There, but the majority aren't yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's going to be, you know, and again, speaking of, I know there's people that have to work three jobs in order to pay the bills in order to, like, yes, I know that there's right. situations right. Uh, where that, that has to happen, but it's, I'm, we're not talking here. I'm not talking about survival here, which I know a lot of us find ourselves in those situations where we have to survive. So we've got to do a lot of things. It's I'm, I'm speaking to the other side now. I'm, I'm, right. I'm talking about but, like. But Carlos, you can have three jobs yeah. and still have contentment. Yes, absolutely. You know, if you're hustling and working three jobs because you are a single mom and you have to do it in right. order to pay the rent and take care of your children. You can still do that and have a sense of contentment within yourself. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a gift. Yes. You have that. That's a gift. Yes. That contentment and, you know, wanting your family to have contentment, wanting those around you to, to have contentment. You know, I, I do, I do love that, that point, Daryl. And I, and I love the, um, the idea of gosh, you know, like, like, what is the dream? Like the dream, I don't know. For me, like people ask me all the time, you know, okay, Carlos, like when are you going to hire more people so that you can build a bigger brand and that you can, and I'm like, 
I, I just kind of like being able to hang out with my wife and kids and I have enough. Like, yeah. like, like it's, it's enough. And sometimes enough is the dream, you know? Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, we've lived both ways as far as like just feeling like we're in a hamster wheel with a couple sure. businesses and just feeling very stretched and very stressed and yeah. very, you know, we have, I tell people we have less now than we've ever had, but we have more yeah. than, than we've ever had. Yeah. And it's because we can sit on the front porch with coffee or, yeah. you know, we can have our Sunday, you know, where we just watch Life Below Zero and <laughs> hunting shows and, you know, just relax. And yeah, um, yeah and it's because we, we <clears throat> have decided that having several businesses wasn't for us. Right. I mean, we just didn't want to, we didn't want to make those kind of sacrifices. And, yeah. and I would say that you, that's something you were raised with. Yeah. And, I'm, and I know the boys appreciated it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once we cut back a little bit on that. Yeah. Yeah. They, I know they did too. Um, I just, I just want to say thank you for even having this conversation, Daryl. Like, I, I know that this is not something that you're comfortable with. And so I, I just, I, I respect you so much just as a man, like I've never even told you, but I just, just everything about who you are and how you, how you are, like I learn a lot. Um, and so you don't have to say a lot of words to be teaching people. So thank you mm-hmm. for, uh, thanks for saying yes. And then actually sitting here and doing it because <laughs> I, I asked you a couple hours ago and I was like, well, he didn't say no. <laughs> so, uh, and thank you, Leanne, for just everything. Yeah, You're just always. awesome. I just love always. you. Thanks for hosting me for a night here in Amish country. I've loved it. And um, yeah, now I'm going to close the podcast like I normally do. Here we go. And how I normally do is just weep because I'm so grateful to have friends like this. Uh, friends that I can look up to. Um and just not only the length of their marriage, the length of their relationship, but where it's at. Uh, and the fact that that people can be so different, not only from each other, but from me. And I can learn from them. I'm just so grateful. If you guys wouldn't mind, head over to uh, Leanne's Instagram and give her some love over there. Uh, let Daryl know how much you appreciate it as well. That's Leanne Miller, L-E-E-A-N-N-M-I-L-L. ER on Instagram. She's a beautiful soul. You guys are going to love her. Uh, share the podcast with your friends. Uh, let's go ahead and cue up a little uh, Dr. Delight. That is more like it. And uh, now I can, I feel a little bit better about asking you guys to share the podcast. You guys know what to do. Let people know. Um, listen, I'm, I'm not able to share the podcast because I'm not on Instagram right now. So it is going to be up to you and you alone. Uh, the beat drops uh, to share the podcast and let people know that this is one they should listen to email uh, I don't care fax your aunt Shelly fax her send her a telegram whatever it is let her know to listen to this week's episode of the human hope podcast part two of Amish love stories are not supposed to be this scandalous friends love you so much I will see you at next week on another episode of the human hope podcast Thank you.